give me some more flavor. It's the Untitled Podcast. Well, I call my thing the marathon because yeah. I, I'm not going to lie and, and, and portray um, this ultimate poise. Like, I've been had it figured out. No, nah, I just didn't quit. That's the only distinguishing quality from me and probably whoever else going through this or mm-hmm. went through this or is going to go through this is that I ain't quit. I went through every emotion. I went through mm. every emotion with trying to pursue what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Mm. And I think that what what's going to separate whoever's going to try to go for something is that you ain't going to quit. And that's, you know, you're going to really take the stance if I'm going to die behind what I'm, what I'm getting at right now. It's the off season. Let's keep it tall. Y'all ain't fucking with my man. And don't check your watch. You know the time. Cold world. Killer can. Niggas is fucking. (laughs) (laughs) Nigga Cole been going plat since back when CDs was around. What you sold, I tripled that. I can't believe these fucking clowns. Look how everybody clapping when your 30s song album do a measly hundred thou. If I'm betting on myself, then I completely double down. If you hate it on a nigga, please don't greet me with a pound. I be staying out the way, but if the beef do come around, could put an M right on your head. You Luigi brother now. Trace my steps all in this game. You can see we cover ground. Back and forth from NC to New York when Jeezy had the crown. Vivid memories, niggas start to squeeze, we ducking down. So many shells left on the ground, it make the Easter Bunny proud. I get up, dust my clothes off. Sleep is the cousin of death, no plans to doze off. The streets that don't come with a rep, I never sold soft. Just creep where the hustlers crept and got they O's off. You reach niggas up and like Steph to blow your nose off. Kazoom tight and then resume flight as if it never happened. Shit we witnessed full of so much sickness. Angels shedding tears in heaven, word to Eric Clapton. Off this clever rapping, bitch, my pocket's gon' forever fatten They gon' forever fatten See? You try to tell niggas, they act like they don't even fucking speak English Bitch, my pen of the paper's lethal I'm sending them straight to meet the The nigga that made them peep the Reaper, creeping on ya The sin of failure, reeking on ya Check your genitalia, pussy niggas bleeding on ya Self, fucking with coal is bold, but it's impeding on ya Health all your niggas eating off your wealth. All my niggas feeding all they selves. And it feels swell. Krispy Kreme dreams. Sometimes my dogs wanna kill 12. Uh. Cause they steady harassing. We seen dilemmas like Nelly and Kelly that end in the deli is fashion. My young niggas nutty, they blasting. Bullets be humming like Cuddy, but one of your hoodies, spaghetti or splashing. All over the driveway. Y'all talking all sideways. Shots popping off y'all laid down. Cops talking off y'all legs now. Y'all watching, hey, Yahweh. My niggas look up to the sky like we sending in Yahweh. We sending in Yahweh. That's what the fuck I'm talking about. Y'all see what the fuck going on out here? Kill it. Hold it. I 9 5 shit. Carolina 2 6. Stand up, nigga. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Back at it. Back in the building, man. You already know the vibes. This is the Untitled Podcast, man. Um, back at it, episode 39 um, of your favorites podcast, favorite podcast. Um, I am your host, Boo. You already know what's going on, man. I'm here with uh, another special guest, a returning guest. Um, and actually, I believe uh, the first guest that, that was on the mic uh, for the podcast. So without further ado, um, my big brother, uh, yes, my blood big brother, man, the, the probably the reason why I act the way I act and probably the reason why I, <laughs> I don't know he want to take that that credit. But um, but yeah, my big brother Q, man, what's happening? 
Cool, man. Back, cool. back in the city. Yeah, man. Gotta come check you out. It's growing yeah, as man. usual. Yeah, so, uh, man. Yeah, man. Love it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Appreciate you coming back, man. Appreciate you being back on. All that good stuff, man. Um, hopefully, I don't say nothing on here that we that, that you gonna tell mama. <laughs> Luckily she don't listen to it so, Yeah uh, yeah nah, nah I think we say Yeah nah she, but she asked about it one time She's like what time you do your podcast Oh I don't know I don't know yeah, I podcast, don't, I, don't podcast. I don't do no podcast What are you talking about man I don't do that no more Oh okay So yeah now nah, I gotta keep mom Whatever you do Don't tell my mom Don't tell mom Um yeah man So um Obviously a very special guest man Those who know me Know the influence my brothers had on me um, you know, one of the main people that pushed me to, to do what I do, um, even when I don't want to do it, um, usually that's going to be the driving force that has me, you know, moving the way I move. Um, so, uh, grateful to have you on. Um, you know, what I've been starting off with, man, is a, a bit of an icebreaker question. Mm-hmm. Um, so the question is, um, if you go back to any time period, any time period. I don't care if it's slavery, Bible times, Jim Crow, Freak Nick 95. I don't care. You go back to any time period in history. You can take three items with you. Okay. What time period? What three items? Um, so, an example, um, for, me, for me, I will go back to slave times. Okay. With a Hellcat with unlimited gas. Okay. <laughs> an AK with unlimited ammo. In a bag of weed, and oh, I'm gonna have my own doing. underground railroad. We are gonna get everybody free. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm gonna show them Django. I'm gonna show y'all some Django. Uh, okay. So for you, what you got? So all right, in the air, in the air. Can I bring somebody back with me? Absolutely. All right, all right. Shit. Okay, I had to say the '90s, man. Okay, definitely the '90s. Uh, even though I was, I grew up born in the age group in the '90s. I was still young, man. You know, so mm-hmm. I really wasn't able to fully. Enjoy the 90s as some of my older counterparts could. <laughs> right. Older OGs could. Uh, so definitely 90s, man. I think that was probably a prime time and shit, just in the era of the culture period. And then um, anything. Shit, I bring a Tesla with me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right? I bring a Tesla with me, man. They think I'm riding a fucking spaceship or something. And then, uh, <laughs> let's see. I'll bring back Will Chamberlain with me. I see what type of time you <laughs> are. I see what type of okay, time so you are. Okay, so if anybody, y'all go ahead and do whatever real quick. <laughs> I see what type of time you are. play the see. wing, man. If I can get 2% of that, I'm good. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, I got I got to have a ride or die with me, man. So yeah. I'm bringing back Treacherous Trudy, bro. Treacherous Trudy. Treacherous Trudy. Ghastly Gertrude. What? I'm bringing her back with me, dog. One thing about it, she yeah. have my back ride or die. Nah, that's a fact. Hey, Bonnie and Clyde, baby. So that that's mine right there, man. Okay, okay. Uh, so going into that, so I'm assuming that you have seen the harder they fall. Oh, definitely, definitely. What you think, man? That shit was hard, man. Classic, instant classic. That was an instant classic. Okay, dog. I rock with it. I rock with. That it. was an instant classic, man. I don't think I've seen a movie, um, especially for it to come out on Netflix show. Like right. that's crazy. But I don't think I've seen a movie that instantly, like from start to finish, yo, the shit was just hard. Yeah, yeah. And it has so many different undertones in it that I think a lot of people, if you haven't seen it yet, and you go, watch, I've already watched it three times, man. Yeah. Every time I see something new and it got so many different undertones in it that um, it's just a classic from that, too. I think um, one of the dope pieces about that movie is that all those characters in that movie were real people. Yep, yep. Now, the story itself wasn't a real story. They mm-hmm. kind of just blended all these 
you know, black cowboys together into one movie, but you know, they this all all these people are real people. So yep. Treacherous Trudy, um, Stagecoach Mary, um, all Buck. these people, yeah, Buck, Rufus Buck, um, all them are real people. You know what I mean? So I think that was dope. You know, I, I saw people talking about, you know, man, we need more black cowboy movies and less slave movies. Exactly. And I agree. Exactly. Um, you know, we talked about um you know, uh, on the prior episode, we talked about uh, trauma porn and how, you know, we get all these movies, you know, your Amistad, your, what, 50, 40, you have many years a slave. Mm-hmm. Um, we get all these movies, even Django to an extent, um, you know, uh, Glory, all these movies showing black pain and black trauma for us to, so, for some some way, somehow enjoy, right? Um, so, for me, it made it dope to see a movie that really highlighted us thriving in that time period too, because it's two sides to the story always. Yep. You know, there's already two sides to one coin. So for me, it was dope to see that man. I really enjoyed that movie. Um, had me researching. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I was just about to say that man. Like, shit. Back in that time, it was what like nine thousand cowboys. They said yeah, half of them were black. Cowboys. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, and the other dope thing was it showed that even though the cities were were, were separated, it, it showed black businesses. Mm-hmm. Like the whole city from banks to whatever you know what I'm saying like it was a black Wall Street back there before black Wall yep, Street absolutely so to show that uh was definitely dope man and even the the racial undertone right a lot of times you see those movies and they start off with like you said the trauma and then us overcoming that trauma mm-hmm. but if I don't know if you really I don't really want to give it away if you haven't seen it shit you too late anyway yeah, but, give it to him um uh, with treacherous Trudy, when she was when they stopped the train to get Buck off, right, mm-hmm. and a, and a, it was a white semiconductor. He came off. He's mm-hmm. like, "Yo, what you doing? That's not yeah. how you catch a train." And he was about to say the N word. Yep. And yep. before he could say it, she popped him straight in the head. Uh-huh. And as she walking down the side, she was like, "And my man was like, Yo, I think he about to say nick and poop.'" Mm-hmm. She was like, "We ain't no nick and poop neither. Yeah. Uh-huh. If he even say anything to start with the N on this train, they gonna get it too." Yep. So I think that was super dope. As they're like, "Hey." This ain't that. This ain't what that is. We don't. We don't accept that over here. So absolutely, I was just that was that right there, man. Just had me all. I was already locked in, man. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was it was a dope movie, man. Yeah, for sure, man. Dope cast, amazing cast. Oh man, yeah. Um, man. You know, bringing that much black star power together into a movie, man, was dope. 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 Um, you know, the only thing I will say that I didn't like, man, the accents, man. That there was a little yeah. they faded in and out, man. You know, especially Trudy, man. She would, you know, like she would say door, she would like dope. Yeah. But it wouldn't always be there. So that was yeah. a little throw for me. Yeah. But other than that, man, dope movie. If you haven't seen it, man, I absolutely um encourage you to go ahead and, and check that out, man. Hard they fall. Um soundtrack was uh produced by Jay Z. I think Jay Z actually produced the movie itself. I had a hand in it. I know he yeah. had a big hand yeah, in he it. He had a big hand um, in it, man. A big hand in it, man. So all in all, um, amazing movie, dope movie, something I think I, I'd encourage everybody to see. Gets a little graphic, yeah. Um, you know, with the killings, but we've seen worse. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So 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 I again I really encourage um those who have not seen a Heart of a Fall, man. It's on Netflix. You know, I know you got all y'all got Netflix. If you ain't got Netflix, you're still in somebody Netflix. Exactly. You somebody has it. Somebody got go it. Go peep that. Go peep the movie, man. The somebody harder they fall, uh, dope movie. This ain't an ad either, man. Y'all cut me a check or something. We doing all, but black folk for us, for us. Um, and Netflix actually, it's been surprising, man. This ain't a topic we had, but 
Netflix has kind of been riding for black folk they a little have. bit. From Dave, yeah, to yeah for like, Dave to to a few other movies, man. Netflix has been riding for for black folks. I mean, even when they called for Dave Standard to be pulled off of Netflix, they stood by it and like, nah, yep. like it is what it is. I know that um he did they did receive some black some black some backlash <laughs> <laughs> from the uh, from the um LGBTQ plus community um for not pulling it down, and apparently there was a walkout. That was supposed to be staged, and they fired the head of the, the, the person who organized mm-hmm, it, and, mm-hmm. and it's a little bit of that. Um, but I mean, for the most part, they have role for us. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I think that's dope as well. I didn't see that coming. I didn't either, man. And I mean, for one thing, this for them to pretty much say y'all ain't gonna cancel us. You know what I'm saying? Netflix knew that was coming out before it came out, so right. Yep, they knew what the backlash was gonna be, so. For you to come back and be like, hey, we're going to try to cancel it. Like, nah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? So, not only that, man, they got a lot of other dope black shows on there, man, that, you know, mm-hmm. you just scroll through it, man. It's like, man, I, I don't even know this was a show. You watch it and it's super dope. So, I like what they're doing, man. Um, and I hope that movie started a trend of just showing, like, from the start, like, black people, it ain't all about trauma and overcoming trauma shit. You know, we've be, we been up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's absolutely. a dope trend, man. I hope it, uh, Definitely hope it continue, man. For yeah, real. absolutely, man. Just like you said, we've been no, we've been thriving. This didn't didn't just start. Just not learning. You know what I mean? We just, yeah, exactly. Just, and it's funny because you think about growing up in schools. All we knew was we were slaves. Then we dealing with segregation, and then here we are. Mm-hmm. You know, but we knew nothing about again the black cowboys. We knew nothing about Black Wall Street. We knew nothing yeah. about any of that. You know what I mean? So I think it's dope, and I, and I want I personally want to see more movies that do highlight, you know, us being up 50, 60, 70, 100, 150 years ago. Exactly. Like, really show that because it's been there, and it's it's easy to um, build a culture of we ain't never been shit when that's all you see. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's the black representation I look for. I don't care about seeing black representation on NBC for some TV show. No, show me the movies um, you know what I mean? Show me the shows that are showing us thriving when white folks are thriving. Exactly. You know what I mean? Even if you if you remember the scene where they went to the bank and she said she wanted to start an account, you know, she said you, you might want to go to Redwood. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that's a real thing. That was a real, a real thing. thing, but that's also was a thriving town. You know what I mean? Full of black folks and full of black businesses, you know, they're living in the community and, and winning together, man. So I thought that was dope. <clears throat> And um and actually you know it's a perfect segue, um to talk uh kind of tap into investing, um mm-hmm. so fast forward from, you know the banks on uh on a hard day fall to to the banks now, um yep. you've been um doing a whole lot with investing um and real quick all y'all that have been calling me asking me hey man <laughs> what your brother do hey man how he do this hey you hey look this this here's here's your chance. Y'all gonna get it all today, man. We're gonna lay it all no, out down no the line doubt, no for doubt. you. And, and, and the mastermind how it all is gonna, gonna tell y'all about it, man. So just um investing as a whole. And I think about investing, and I think most folks that think about investing, um, we think of you gotta have money to make money. Mm-hmm. Right? We think that, you know, it's a rich man's sport. It's what we were taught. We weren't taught about the stock market. We weren't taught about any of that, you know, and it confused us when we looked at it. So like, man, I don't know what this is. Like, I don't know what options are. I don't know what any of this is. Like, well, I just put my money in something and hope it hit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't really know. So just 
talk, speak to that a little bit. Just investments, um, just as a whole. Just a, a brief overview of it. So, first of all, like investing as a whole, pretty much all investing is is having your money work for you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a difference in you working for money and money working for you. And when you learn how to have your money work for you, then you free up your time, right? Right. So that's all it really come down to, man. And you know, the other culture have been investing in us since slavery, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, little do you know, like from us coming from Africa over to America on the boats, right? There was investments. That was mm-hmm. the stock market, mm-hmm. right? They would take certain bets on how many of us would actually survive and come over here. And if you were anywhere close, you they invested their money and they get a certain return, right? Mm-hmm. So that's all it is, man. Investing just have your money work for you. And and and, and you are right, man. Like they make it seem scary. They make the stock market seem scary. They make real estate seem scary. Anything, they make it seem scary, right? And they do that on purpose. Because they want that that um they want it to seem so elusive that you don't even think about it anymore. Right. You're so scared to do it. It's like, man, I, that ain't for me. Right. It is for you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I had to learn that. Um, and that's kind of where I learned to invest and why I love to teach people around me to learn to invest. You know what I'm saying? So it ain't it ain't a gamble. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's definitely not a gamble. It's just something that you really have to study. Um, and when you get it, it's, it's, it's more like a, you know, a lifeline. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, I saw that. Um, I was reading something and I can't remember uh, where I saw, but they were talking about investing. And he said investing is tough for a lot of people because it requires faith. And, yeah. and faith, you know, in, by definition, is believing in something that you don't see, mm-hmm. right? You know, we tend to want safe bets, and safe bets being if I give you twenty dollars, you know, my return is going to be two hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get that two hundred dollars in three weeks. And if I don't get it in three weeks, then I know why, and I can go back and at least get my $20 back, right? You know, right. so those are what we as a people are used to. You know what I mean? Like, well, if I put my money in this one, I'm going to get it back. Exactly. If I can't get it back, I don't want You know what I mean? So, you know, kind of playing that long game for us is, is something that's been hard. You know, something I've just this year, you know, it's talking with you um, and also doing my own research is realizing that saving in itself isn't, isn't a key to growing financially, right? Like, you got to actually put that money definitely out. Not, definitely not. Yeah, man, because, I mean, so first of all, right, when we, when we think of safe, right, what do yeah. we consider safe? Right. A job? Yeah. Right? We consider that safe. Yep. reason why we consider it safe because we see other people doing it. Mm-hmm. We see other people say, okay, if I go to work for these two weeks, mm-hmm. I'm going to get a paycheck. Yep. That's what we consider safe. Mm-hmm. So it's all about what you see, right? So the funny thing is, you got crazy faith in your job, mm. but you don't see the financials behind it. You don't see if they're in debt. Yep. You just got, you're having crazy faith right there. You're investing in that job. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So every time you go to work, that's a crazy faith because they can literally call you, you know, in the work today and be like, you fired. Yep. Absolutely. So if you got a crazy faith in the job, why not have a crazy faith in yourself? Yeah. You know that's what I'm saying? Bar. So I think that's what a lot of people miss it, but because it's not normal, uh, not knowing in our community, I would say, all of a sudden it's a it's a gamble or risk, and I, that's where I think a lot of people get the whole white privilege. They get that confused. Right. I, I don't think it's white privilege, right? It's it's really white. Is it either white privilege, white knowledge, white knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. Or I would I would say either white privilege 
or just black and exposure. Mm. Right? Because mm. because their privilege is just their privilege and our lack of knowledge. Our lack of knowledge is a fuel for their rocket, right? Yeah. So they can go a lot farther and faster based on our lack of knowledge. Yeah. Right? Because you think about it, man. Once we catch something and we figure it out, we don't be turning our shit up two times. Every right? time. Every so time. They don't want us to catch on to it. Right. If we catch on to it, figure it out, we're gonna put our spin on it, we're gonna turn our shit up twice as much. Yeah. So I think that's really what it is, man. And when you really start to get into these rooms, and seeing what other people are doing that look like you, you're like, damn, it ain't that hard at all. Yeah. Then that becomes normal. You know what right. I'm saying? Everything else looks just fucking odd to you. So I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. I, I feel like um, the pandemic kind of uh, helped. I always speak to the pandemic. Um, and I said that, you know, when this, whenever this thing ends, we're going to walk into, we're walking into a whole new world and we're seeing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're seeing a whole lot more um, entrepreneurs and it's honestly happened, a lot of it's happened, you know, more so by force than, mm-hmm. you know, by choice. I know even, you know, just this podcast alone was just birth, you know, through having time to think and, and, and putting it out and saying, okay, well, shit, why not? Um, yeah. Actually, you know, um, the last time you had didn't talk about it, but, you know, for, for those who don't know, my idea of having this podcast was birthed from you buying, getting me a microphone exactly. uh, for Christmas last exactly. year. And he was like, yo, man, it's time for you to, you know what I mean, to, to, to step into your own. And I did. Um, but point being is that, you know, I think the pandemic had a real big effect on people, you know, because now we got to find ways to make money now. Exactly. And I think that, you know, actually is what investing is, right? Like finding ways to make money. Yep. And, and, it's, and, it's, and it's funny because it, it forced you, right? Mm-hmm. So you weren't comfortable no more. And I think if people keep that mindset, even coming out of pandemic, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, like. Shit, my job is shut down. <laughs> yeah. Like how I'm going to eat. So you start coming up with creative ways, man, to make money. You know what I'm saying? And for me, I ain't going to lie, man, pre-pandemic, yo, like, I would go into these rooms and it would just be me. Yeah. Like, or I would talk about certain shit, yo, like, I feel like I was on the island. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And to see to see how it is now, man, like, people in the stock market, people in real estate, like, I love it. A lot of people yeah. like, man, you know, oh, man, not everybody doing it good. Yeah. Because I want it to be normal for us in our community, man, to sit at these tables, man, to talk about this stuff. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Have family meetings about this stuff, man. Because it really is, man. It's really a family. It's a family business, man. Like, you know, just just imagine if all these people in your family, we all invested in one thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We all brought $10,000 to the table. Right. You know what I'm saying? You invest in something, man. You can build so much, man. So, yeah. I I, I definitely agree, man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy you actually found your passion. You actually running with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I talk to you all the time, man. Like, even you probably didn't want to hear me. You probably want to read them text messages. You know, I'm, I'm going to be the one motherfucker going to tell you the truth, man. Right, no right. No matter what, whether you like it or not. So, uh, I'm glad you actually found that passion. I seen it. And I said, I'm going to invest in it, man. Anytime I see somebody doing that, bro, I'm going I'm to push you. Yeah. Push you, get uncomfortable, man. So, it's dope. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I think that, you know, going back to when we spoke about um about that white privilege, um. I, you know, going to Georgia, going to school like Georgia Southern, you know, I, I wanted to be around a lot of white folk. And it's funny because when you talk to them, they don't really view it as that. For them, that's their culture. That's the way of life. So a lot of us tend to, you know, look at, you know, white people with a negative, you know, mind. Um, but in actuality, that was just their culture. That's what, you know what I mean? I granted, obviously, 50, 60 years ago, there's a lot of racist undertones and a lot of things that went on, but now those great great grandkids that are our age, they don't 
look at it that way. They never exactly. dealt with it. They don't, you know, they don't look at black people a certain way. It's just, yep. no, like my dad invested in this and he invested in that. Um, so for you, and we're kind of get into that um, a little later, but, but you're kind of pushing that. And it's funny because we're, they, we don't come from a family that did that. No, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, you know, even now to this day, I mean, we have conversations with pops all the time. Like, hey, man, you know, if you listen, it's always <laughs> yeah, weird, a, like, wait a minute, hold on now. So you telling me. <laughs> exactly. So, um, and that's just part of the culture. I mean, I'm sure if 20 years ago you told him, hey, man, take a $1,000 and stick it in Google stock. Like you crazy. Stick it in Amazon stock. Yeah, stick it in Amazon, Amazon stock. It's a fucking bookstore. Yep, absolutely. And I, I remember reading something, man, and it said that uh, even if I would have told you take a $1,000 and put it in Amazon, yeah, it when it crashed that first time, you sold all that shit anyway. Yep. So it don't matter. It don't yep. matter. So, um, you know, yeah, so dope. So uh, let's get some music real quick, man, before we, before we really dive in, man. Just want to do a real good introduction. So we're going to start with you. Um, This playlist is going to be called AT Aliens, man. Uh, we're going to really tap into the Atlanta music scene right now is what music is um, as a whole, man. A lot of artists, a lot of, especially in hip hop, um, artists, they get hot, they move today because um, that's where it's at. Um, and it also blends with what we preach um, on this podcast, you know, kind of collaboration over competition. Um, I don't know if there's two Atlanta artists who don't have a song together. Um, yeah. You know what I mean You're gonna find something exactly. If they from the A They did something together Same with producers man um, You know a lot of times You have artists Connected to producers You know You take it back to T.I. With DJ Tump You know you go back to um, To Jeezy With Shardy, uh, Shardy Red Like you get a lot uh-huh. of that um, You know Jeezy uh, Not Jeezy I'm sorry uh, Gucci You know you get a lot of these guys Tied to certain artists man So I'm gonna let you pop it off man What you got all right, so I'm going to pop it off, man. This right here is just a dope. I think it just embodies Atlanta, man, especially in the beginning of when everything popped off. Um, and even this even reminds me of just my childhood growing up. If you listen to what, you know, Andre D. Stack's talking about, man. So we're going we gonna to tap into Outcast, man. Spody Odie Dope Delicious. Yes, sir. <laughs> Yeah. 
first met my Spodioti Dopalicious Angel. <laughs> yeah, man. man. I ain't never heard that, man. Let it run all, all the way through, man. It's a whole story in it, man. It's just it's, it's a dope song, man. Yeah, man. Absolutely, absolutely. You gotta tap into that, man. Um, you know, um, Outcast was something that we grew up on for sure, man. I remember hearing that in the car. I remember riding with Sheila, man. Sheila had. Yes. <laughs> she was a, was was a lit on too bad. You would on she was always gonna be a party man. So, um, dope record, you know all that good shit, man. So, with that, um, I'm gonna tap into uh, I'm gonna tap into tip, man. I don't think you can really talk about the Atlanta music scene what? without you know <laughs> without diving into some Ti man. So, uh, for me, I know one of the first songs I heard from Ti. Was also uh, was off of I'm Serious, obviously, um, and uh, at the time I heard the edited version, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what the hell they were talking about. I was still a little young and, and green <laughs> and, and wet behind the ears, man. But when I heard the unedited version, I think actually I heard it with you. You know what's funny is all the songs I wasn't supposed to hear, Yo. I heard with you. <laughs> And I remember, my, I remember mom saying to you, "Hey, you can get this CD. You can have this tape." But your brother betting, <laughs> but your brother betting not being there with you. She knew what it was, man. Yeah, and of course my little badass was coming into into your room right? because I want to hear it too. Um, so I'm gonna uh, tap into Ti. Uh, what's your name? Yo. So that was T.I. Classic, 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 man. Classic T.I. Uh, what's your name? Um, so uh, we left off kind of talking about investing, man. Um, so for you, I know, um, you know, in investing is a lot of sacrifice um, being had with it. You know, let's not be fooled. Um, you know, there are going to be some sacrifices. You know, that's just kind of part of the game. You know, we go to work, there's sacrifices, right? Yeah. Um, you take a job, you know, nine to five, it's going to be a sacrifice. So it's kind of choosing uh, you know, in every episode, I've been saying kind of choose your heart, right? It's going to get hard no matter what. Um, so you get to choose your heart. That's the beauty in it all. So uh, let's kind of get into the sacrifices that you've had to make 
uh, you know, financially, personally, um, you know, physically. Um, I know it yeah, takes man. a lot of time. Yeah, I mean, it takes a lot of time, man. And the, the, the biggest thing is sacrifice your mindset. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? It's because luckily, man, so I, I actually left the city. Um, shit, well, it's been a minute now, man. I've been what, going for 2013, man, right? Yeah, about 2013, so what, almost shit, nine years now. Yeah, yeah. Um, And for me, man, it was probably the best thing because I, I got to meet so many people, man, and, and like I've shit, lived all over the country mm-hmm. been overseas. So I got to meet a lot of people, man, and see how they live, how, what their views are, man. It was eye-opening to me, mm-hmm. right? Because the sacrifices that I thought that I did not want to take was nothing in them. Right. You know what I'm saying? To get them to a certain point. So for me, it was like, man, like if I want to live this lifestyle, what I got to give up? You know what I'm saying? So for for real, for real, man, like a lot of people just don't want to sacrifice financially. Um, and the, and the, and the, the, the point of that is, man, like the, the money you make, mm-hmm. you really got to learn how to make that money work for you. Right. You put in the stock market, you know what I'm saying? You put in two, three hundred dollars every paycheck in the stock market rather than go buy, you know what I'm saying, that Fendi or that Louis or, you know, the new J's that came out mm-hmm. or going out for a weekend, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I don't know about you, but I know I could spend three, two, three hundred dollars down in the club easy. Friday, Saturday night downtown easy. Savannah, easy. So those little sacrifices compound on themselves, man. And mm-hmm. when you learn how to do that and you start seeing your money work for you um, and you see that return, you get addicted to it. Yeah. So then, all of a sudden, you want to sacrifice everything, <laughs> right? Give it <laughs> you know all in. You see who's coming back. Yeah, you want to. So that that financially, and then just like friendships, man. Like I've had to sacrifice some friendships, yo. Yeah. Because to me, it's like, yo, you called me on a Friday night, certain certain part of my life, shit. I'm I'm out. Yeah. It's been plenty of times, man. Like <laughs> outside shit. Thursday, bro. You wouldn't see me <laughs> again till Sunday night. Yeah. Literally. That's a fact. That's a fact. Literally, yeah. like. Whenever you awake, I'm gone. When you mm-hmm. go to sleep, I'm coming back home. So mm-hmm. it's like, uh, you know, I had to sacrifice that, man. You know, you called me on a Friday night. I'm like, yo, I'm in here building this business, bro. You want to come roll with me? You know what I'm saying? You trying to come over and build? Nah, man, I'm going out. You know, eventually they kind of tape off and they stop calling you every Friday night, man, which is cool, whatever. Um, but you got those that want to ride with you also because they see the, the value in it, man. So I think, man, once you learn to sacrifice, man, it all just becomes like your why. You know what I'm saying? You figure out why do I want to live this certain life? Mm-hmm. And that sacrifice come easy, man. So that's it, man. I sacrifice being home. Yeah, yeah. I mean, shit, I maybe come on what, once or twice a year. Yeah, yeah. Birthdays, yeah. all that good stuff. Spending time with the fam, weddings. Yeah. I got to sacrifice a lot, man. But it's getting me to a point to where, you know, I can definitely come back and, and give back and put my family in a different position, man. And, you know what I'm saying? It kind of is what it is. But, Anything you do, man, you have to sacrifice one way or another. You know what's what that? Um, what's that balance look like? I mean, I know for you, obviously being a brother, um, I know our family is a little different in the in understanding that yeah. this, this is what it is. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't think there's a whole lot of pressure on you on your when you coming home or when you, you know, when you hear you hear, you know, what I mean, when you hold it down, you know, you got holding down, you holding it down, and you know, and it is what it is, but. You know, dealing with that balance, I know, um, you know, more recently you've been been away from, from your family, um, your immediate yeah. family, you know, yep. family you've grown um, for a while. So how do you find that balance? Cause I know it's got to be tough. It is a tough balance, man. Like, just really figuring out, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I'm sacrificing this now so I can live, you know, a different life later. Yeah. 
you keep that mindset, you can keep going. It's tough though. I ain't gonna front. Like being away from your family for so long or you know what I'm saying, not hanging out with your friends you used to hang out with mm-hmm. and them not understanding. You you know, so you might have a vision for a business that you want. Mm-hmm. And shit, I'm gonna be real, bro. Nine times out of ten, really ten times out of ten, like you got to do it by yourself. <laughs> yeah. As much as you want to pull somebody along, pull your friends along, pull your family along, they just ain't gonna, ain't gonna understand a lot of times, man. So tell me about it. A lot of times, man, you just have to <laughs> <laughs> figure it out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, man. You know, sometimes you gotta do that shit by yourself, bro, mm-hmm. for a minute. It ain't nothing wrong with it, yeah, but man. you know, it is what it is, man. And once you, and you know, the quicker you figure it out, man, uh, you know, the better you'll be for real. Yeah, man, and absolutely standing alone and being willing to do that. You know what I mean? And 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 understanding that concept that you spoke about, you know, again, everybody ain't going to always have your same vision. You know, everybody ain't going to always, you know, want to be a part of it, at least at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, most folks don't want to hop in something till it works. And to be honest with you, I don't blame them for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, you know, you see all the time people say, you know, God gave you that vision, right? Like he didn't give them that. He gave it to you. So, of course, they don't see it the way you see it because yeah. God didn't give it to them. You know, so for me, it, it, that's something that I had to come across and really understand, like, man, hey, listen, everything wasn't for everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? This vision, this platform, this, you know, everything, everything's not for everybody. You know, so accepting that, you know, because also there's security in numbers too, right? Yeah. Like, certain, you know, yeah. certain feeling, you know, is like you said earlier, you know, getting comfortable or being uncomfortable. Certain comfort when you got somebody with you. Mm-hmm. Certain comfort when your friends are all riding with you and you got these numbers behind you. But what do you look like and what does it look like when they have to step away and they ain't feeling what you're doing? Or, you know, maybe the the passion you have for something isn't reciprocated on the other side. Then what do you do? Can you still stand in it? Do you care that much about it, you know, for it to work? And if not, then maybe you need to, you know, do some um, soul searching yourself before you start pointing fingers at everybody else. Exactly, man. Right? Exactly. And that's the thing, man. Like, when once you figure that out, it's like, it is what it is. At some point, you got to say, fuck it. Yeah. And you got to, you got to jump off that, you got to jump off that, that, that cliff, yo, and build your parachute on the way down. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, it is what it is, man. I learned that, man. I've had partners in businesses, man, that didn't work out. You know, I've invested with other people, it just didn't work out. There's a certain work I want to put in and they don't. Yeah. For them, it's a hobby. For them, it's just, you know, mm-hmm. let me try it. I ain't trying shit. <laughs> I ain't gonna right. do it. I'm yeah. not gonna do it. I ain't gonna waste my time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I'll literally go broke mm-hmm. to figure some shit out. Mm-hmm. I know I can make it right back. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, yeah, absolutely. Like the clip that uh, that we played to start of the episode, man, with Nip saying, "Yo, really, really, literally willing to die behind the shit." Got to man. You know what I mean? And, and maybe not mean that literally, but mean you know I'm willing to push myself Sacrifice. to exhaustion, exhaustion to get there. Um, so you talked about sacrifice with family and that kind of thing. Just, you know, having family understands you. Uh, one thing that um, I did want to get to is, and I've, especially in my, you know, in the age I'm at now, man, um, I talk to you and, you know, obviously your homeboys have always uh, all, you know, become older brothers to me as well. Um, just, you know, you run with the same circle for, for a very long time. Forever, man. Um, you kept that same circle. So, you know, they saw me. You know, in, in middle school, and they saw me come up and grow. So, essentially, those are my older brothers as well. Um, so, uh, one thing that we've, I've had conversations with y'all about is is choosing the right spouse, right? Picking the right woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and how do you do that? How do you point that out? And I know in investing in, in money as a whole, 
you know, marriage changed that. Even relationships changed the way you view money. Oh, yeah. So how important is it to have somebody who, if they don't have the same view you have as money, of money, um, having someone who trusts you enough to say, all right, I'm going to trust you with what we got. Go ahead and do this, and, and I'll be waiting on the other side. I'm going to be real, man. Uh, picking that right person mm-hmm. is a life hack, yo. Mm. I'm just gonna be honest with you, bro. I got I got lucky. Yeah. I'm gonna be real. I got lucky, man. But having somebody that's gonna ride or die with you and grow with you, yo, it's a life hack. Yeah. Because as as a man, you know what I'm saying. What we taught to go out here and chase as much ass as we yep. can. <laughs> Absolutely. And you tend to get all focused doing that. Yeah. So that's a, a full time job. Yo. Yeah. It is. It You're really trying is. Trying to balance in two or three chicks. You know what I'm saying. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. ladies, but it is what it is. Yeah. Like. That's a job, yeah. you feel me? But when you got that one that's gonna hold you down, now you now you focus. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And you ain't really out here just doing whatever you're doing. You know what I'm saying, and not really focus on what your real goals are. Right. You know what I'm saying. So choosing, man, you gotta have them talks early. Like, yeah. I'm gonna be real, bro. Like a relationship, especially when you're trying to build something. When you're trying to build something, you you interviewing people. Right. Yeah. Be real. You interviewing somebody, so you wanna know what their mindset is. You want to know what their money habits are, where they, they want to go in life. Mm-hmm. Everybody don't want to do what you want to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? And for me, bro, like, I'm at this weird age, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> that is weird, weird, weird age that either my friends are getting married late. Yeah. Or they getting divorced. <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And, yeah, I, don't, and yeah. I don't know who to celebrate with. Right. <laughs> like, I don't know who to celebrate with. You know what I'm saying? Like, people won't shut up about their wedding. But they get in the void, they won't tell you nothing. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm yeah, nah, yeah. Bro, I need a one-page explanation, bro. I just spent yeah. all this money uh-huh. for this wedding. Yeah. You can tell me something. You can give me that damn that toaster yeah, back. Yeah, that yeah exactly. Bagel tray, you know something, what I'm saying? Something, shit. Give me something. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? And I'm seeing that, yo. And the reason why I'm seeing people get divorced or relationships don't work, because in the beginning, they didn't have them, they didn't have them, them talks, yo. Right. Hey, like, what you trying to do with your life? I'm going right. to be real, bro. It's a business It's a business relationship, bro. Yeah. It's a business partnership yeah and if, if that person ain't with you i wouldn't i wouldn't do it yo right unless you just you just ready to lose whatever you want to lose i wouldn't do it man so for me man it's just ask some tough questions you got to be real about it you know what i'm saying and, and and the faster you get to it you know the better off you'll be man so dope dope yep absolutely um so um we've gotten to um investing in the mindset you had to have um we talked about um, being comfortable, being uncomfortable, uh, relationship-wise, cutting your know, friends may not make it, business parts may not make it. Uh, we talked about uh, your spouse and what that needs to look like in, in order for y'all to be successful. Um, so, okay, I got all that down. Mm-hmm. Now I'm building my team. What kind of you know what what kind of attributes should I be looking for in building a team? I look for somebody who who can just bankroll what I'm doing. Am I, you know, should I be just down with the hustler that's really put this work in, yeah. but maybe their money ain't right? Yeah. Like, what am I looking What am I looking for in building this team? Because you can't do it alone, right? No, nah, you can't, man. You, you're, I don't, there's not one person that's going to make a million dollars about yourself. Right. Right. So, for me, man, and it's really about just figuring out what you're good at, mm-hmm. figuring out what you're not good at, mm-hmm. and finding somebody who's good at what you're not good at. Right. Right. Because you got two people, man. You got an integrator. Yeah. And you got a visionary. Yeah. The visionary, he can see everything. Mm-hmm. He can, I said, okay, man, we want to do this, this, and this. Like, I can see this big grand scheme. And you got the integrator 
who ain't looking big, but they looking deep down in the weeds. Like, okay, this is how we gonna set this up. Right. These processes, you know, what I'm saying this mm-hmm. SOP. So you gotta really marry that up, man. If you're gonna have a team, right? Yeah. And your team, man, you gonna you you know you want somebody that got money. If you ain't got the money, find somebody who got the money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you got the money, you ain't got the time. So find somebody who got the time. Right. You know what I'm saying? And also find people who are doing what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean doing what you want to do to where you can touch them. I'm talking right. about you like, yo, I don't even know if I can even get to that level. Yeah. They're the people you want to get to. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And the hardest thing people deal with is how do I do that? Yeah, that's, a, that's my next right. question. How do I do that? It's only two ways to do it. Mm-hmm. It's only two ways. You figure out which way you want to go, but there's only two ways to do it. Okay. You either going to be a resource to somebody. Mm-hmm. To get in that room in which you're making their business better, or you're gonna pay to get in the room. Right. Right? And what I mean by pay to get in the room is they're gonna have some type of mentorship, mm-hmm. course, something. You got to pay to get in the room. Yeah. Because somebody who's on that level, they ain't got time to I'm just just they ain't got time to reach down and touch you. Right, right, right. They don't know if you're serious or not. Exactly. And I'm I'm and I've been in around I've been around millionaires, yo. Mm-hmm. And they will ask you, like it's crazy. Right, I pay to be in certain rooms. Right, so I'm I'm up in Seattle, Washington, right now. So just imagine this, yo. I'm getting up, going to work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I get a text at ten o'clock in the morning. Group text. Hey, yo, man, we about to hit this uh this little uh this little brunch spot, man. You trying to roll? I'm like, bro, it's Tuesday. <laughs> I'm at work. Right. They're like you at work? <laughs> yeah. First thing I said, man, we gotta get you at that job. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's a different it's it's a different conversation, man. And for me, man, in the beginning, man, I I became a resource, right? Right. I was hustling. Yeah. If you if you if you got a business, yo, hey, hey what you need done? Yeah. Right. Because that way you're gonna learn. They got time. You know why they doing what they what they need to do? They can show you a, a certain things. You know what I'm saying? Or nowadays, man, I pay to get in the room. Right. I'll pay that. Five thousand, ten thousand dollars. Yeah, so I know the knowledge I get back, man, is gonna make me shit ten times that. Ten times, tenfold, absolutely. You know what I'm so it's only one or two ways, man. And, and the faster you figure that out, I mean, you can bootstrap that shit all you want to. <laughs> I know, man. You had a conversation about this. You know yeah, what I'm yep. You can bootstrap that shit all you want to, bro. Yeah. But shit, you gonna be spinning your wheels after a while. Yep, absolutely. So, we definitely had a convo because, because obviously, I mean, you know me, obviously, my whole life. You know, I love you. I love the hard way. That's my shit. That's my shit. And it's it funny. sound good. Yeah, it right? always sound good. Everybody yeah, it sound good. Yeah, yeah, mud, yeah. But for what? Oh, yeah. I mean, Why you want to get out of the mud, bro? Yeah, man. How many times you came home and I was getting my ass whooped? Done did bro, something. Come on, man. <laughs> like, it's always <laughs> a hard way, man. Yeah. But why? Dug, why dug's, go the hard way? And the funniest part about that is, is so many times you would find out what I did and that'd be the first question. You, why? Why? How'd you do that? <laughs> shit, I don't know. And then I gotta go clean the shit up. Yeah, exactly. You know yeah, absolutely. Always. So it's funny in that. So folk, you know, people who are listening, who you know, maybe I'm I'm looked at as an older brother to y'all. This is where that experience I talk about come from. This is somebody who could vouch for it. I did a lot of stupid shit. So he can tell, like, nah, like, no, he ain't lying to you because he, yeah, yeah, he ain't done that. He you ain't done, done that. that. Like you done done stupid shit because yeah. you know how to. I come back around and clean it up. You yeah, know what I'm saying, or I know somebody that can clean it up if I ain't there. So now you just run around free. <laughs> you know what I got put out the house? You remember that shit? Huh? You know what I got put out the house? Oh, man. <laughs> Yo. I be like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, what, what do you do to get kicked out of the Yo, house? Right, right. We, our parents ain't even that tight. Come on, So man. to push our people. 
The push pops like your middle bro. <laughs> like you don't live here. Push, bro. I'm talking about, it, bro. I be downstairs, boom, boom. Like what the fuck? Niggas <laughs> upstairs rumbling, going at it. Y'all playing game day or something? Tussling, shit? man. Tussling. Oh man. Going at Crazy, it, man. Yo. So, <laughs> so again, learning from the mistakes, man. You know, one thing I can't always say is I did turn those mistakes into lessons, man. Learned from them for sure. But I just made a lot of them, so it's a lot of lessons, man. So, I'm um, looking into some more music, man. Into some more music. Uh, let's see what you got. What you got for me? I ain't gonna lie, man. So, I'm about to go back to Ti. Okay, right? we can do it. And the reason why I'm going back to Ti, man, because yep. when you, when you told me about this playlist, I don't know if you remember, but I was West Chatham. This song came out in 2001. Yep, this is when I, I was first introduced to this person, man. Mm-hmm. And the funny way I got introduced to this person, man, I don't know if you remember uh, the playground. Yep. If you're from Savannah, <laughs> I back in like the early 2000s, yep. yo, like the playground, for it was a teen club, mainly middle school, high school really wasn't fucking with it, but yep. it was a teen club, and uh, everybody in the city used to come out, bro. Friday nights, it was lit. Yep. Right? So, of course, you know, we hoot or whatever, so people know us around the city. Mm-hmm. So, I actually got introduced to this song by this chick. That went mm-hmm. to Hubert, yo. Yeah. So back then, I don't know if you remember the jeans, yo, the shiny, the shiny blue jeans. Yeah. But you yeah. were the force, them shits are bleed all over your damn. Yeah, blue. yeah. Uh huh. The reason why I remember this shit because she was hard like, denim. She was like, uh, you know, back then we called a cert getting served up. Yeah. Uh huh. Like, I'm trying to get served up. Yep. All right. So she was like, I, I need my song. I'm like your song. What's your song? Yeah. She's like, I need dope boys. I said, dope boy. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> so she went to the DJ play that shit, yo. That was a solid three minutes, probably the best three minutes of my life. <laughs> best you three minutes of young life. Bro, but the reason why I remember that shit, because I looked down on my pants, bro, and that shit had bled all over my shirt. Yeah, all over she the white tee. so hard, man. White tee was done. Yep. But yeah, man, we're going to get it to it, man. This is T.I. Dope Boys. So that was T.I., Dope Boys. Um, 
I remember them playground, uh, them playground trips, man. Those are wild days. Yeah, I was always too young, man. Moms would drop y'all off, and I had to go back, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> had to yeah. go back to the house. But I just want to ride and look, like, oh shit. Yeah, them like, days, me and Jay, yeah, Jay yeah. remember that shit. Yeah, remember, man. man, good, good, good times, good times, man. So, um, I'm gonna tap into, uh, I'm gonna go to Gucci, man. Um, I remember when I first got to college, right. Like I thought I had a, a a vast knowledge of music, man. But you know, in going to Georgia Southern, um, there's a heavy, heavy Atlanta influence at GSU, man. And um, you know, just hearing these songs in a club, man, and legends and all this shit. Like I, I, I had never heard this shit, but I just watched everybody go crazy yeah. when certain records drop, man. So one that they dancers go crazy for. It's uh, Gucci, man. So we're gonna talk. We're gonna go into Gucci, and we're gonna tap into the uh, the Mr. Perfect mixtape, man. Oh yeah. Um, so I'm gonna tap into Floss My Jury. <laughs> oh man, hey Gucci, you got niggas out here looking sick in the face, man. This motherfucker, man. All iced up and shit. Two hundred on the net. Hunting on the wrist. Step the game up, nigga. Let's go. So that was Gucci. Those were the good days. Yes, you yeah, man. That's some days. Used to come. Me and the homies come up there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> the keys to the apartment. Yeah. Man. Me, me getting that apartment party. Best thing happened to y'all. Oh, my God. <laughs> we already used to go to Georgia Southern every other weekend, but now yeah. we got a spot there. Spot, spot. Yeah. Remember, that apartment was a full bedroom, but I ain't had no roommate. Yeah, you yeah, had two. Yeah, yeah I so I had two on one side. If I was smart, see, if I knew about house hacking, I'd put a bed in there and really got the really, it really, really got, got it off for real for damn show. But uh, but damn show, good time, man. I remember that's when I was working in Savannah too. Oh yeah. So the weekends I slide, so I pull up to the crib. You heading out? I give you the key and, and that's it. Me and right now, you to turn that apartment out. Y'all. Yeah, man. I, yep, yep. I just had one room, man. Oh, just, man. Just, 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 just put the sheets. Just clean up bathroom. Yeah, that's it. Clean up after yourself. Put the sheets in the washer. That's all I ask, man. Oh, just put man. the sheets in the washer. I handle everything else, man. So good times for sure, for sure, man. Um, so real uh, one thing that you were able to do that a lot of people talk about doing um, is leaving the city. Right. A lot of people, you know, they set that as a goal. Um, you know, I got to get out of Savannah. I got to get out of Savannah. Um, 
I've seen people do it successfully. I've seen people do it um, unsuccessfully. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of people, you know, take the shirt up, uh, 16 to Atlanta. Um, I remember I tell the story a lot how I had a partner that um that took that trip, man. He moved to the A and uh, was fresh out of college, man. I remember like, damn, like, like bro, doing that shit, dog. Yeah. Like, like, bro, really hold it down to the first time I went to a spot. Gene had no damn furniture, family had. I'm like, shit, this how you living, cuz? Uh, like, yeah, yeah. you you house broke. You just living in a, yep. <laughs> you got the crib, but you don't have nothing else but the crib. You sleeping on the air mattress, you know what I mean? And, and that's it. You know what I'm saying? So so for you, leaving Savannah, what was that like? Um, is that something that you, you know what I mean, do? Some people talk, I hear a lot of people talking about actually coming back at this point because of the growth Savannah shown, man. So yeah. so starting off leaving the city, what kind of went into that decision? Um, and just kind of speak to that a little bit. I mean, you know, a lot of people talk about leaving the city. You know, it ain't just Savannah. Like, people live in the A, they like, shit, I want to leave Atlanta. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? And it's not really about a... I hate the city type thing. Yeah. I think for most people, it's like, shit, I've been here all my life. I want to see something different. Yeah. For me, it was kind of like I was stuck at a certain point. At that time, I was like, man, I got to grow. Yeah. So I had to, I took some risks. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I joined the military. I took risks in doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always had a plan. And I think for a lot of people, man, if you're going to leave a certain situation, it's really about having a plan. Yeah. You can't just leave a city. Or leave a certain situation and be like, all right, figure it out. You can do that. Yeah. It's going to take you a little bit longer to figure things out. But mm-hmm. for me, man, it really just was for me just planning things out. Like, okay, let me figure this shit out. And around that time, man, that was shit, what, like 26? No, like 20, what, 13? That was 2013, yep. We were just coming out of recession and shit. It really wasn't shit popping around Savannah like that. Yeah. Because you got That's a degree. Saying. Yeah. I had, I had just graduated. That's something a lot of people may not know, but yeah. you got I mean, you got a degree from I, SCAD. I SCAD, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, just graduated, like, prominent school, degree in architecture, and it was mm-hmm. rough. Yeah. You feel me? So, um, for me, it was just about making moves, man, that I, I knew that, that would better me. Um, and I took that risk, and it, it definitely paid off. But I think for most people, man, it's really when you when you leave, and I ain't saying you got to leave Savannah to grow. All mm-hmm. I'm saying is a lot of time when you when you leave a, a certain city or situation, you forced to grow. Yeah. So you forced to meet new people, you forced to see how things are different. Right. right. It, it, not just through like everything I've seen in the city right. or my hood. Yeah. A lot of times growing up, that's all we see, that's all we know. Yeah. Not that, that 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 controls our ignorance. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's the reason why they put the liquor store the chicken spot, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, the corner store, all that shit in the hood. Right. So you ain't got to leave the hood. Yep. You ain't got to go nowhere. You can mm-hmm. walk down the street, get your groceries, get your yep. liquor, mm-hmm. cigarettes, you know what I'm saying, play play, play a lot of game, be a life away. Yeah, play your numbers, Friday. yep. Play your numbers, you know what I'm saying, go to work and go back to the hood. Yep, you got, really ain't got to leave. Yep, got your cash shaking place, you ain't got to go to the bank. Cash place right there. Put your money in the mattress. Yeah, put your money in the mattress. Exactly, you know what I'm saying, it's the reason why they do that, to keep you stuck there so you don't grow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when you go into the suburbs, they, everything is spread out. Yeah. It's a reason for that. But for me, man, I was just doing it, man. I know you left the city too. Yeah. And you yeah. got to see a lot of different things, man. So I just encourage people, like, get out of your situation and go find something else. Yeah. Grow. And, you know what I'm saying, you really get to see what you really want. Then you can come back to the city, you know what I'm saying, and give back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of my plan to do. But, yeah, man, that's just that was my decision, man, and it, it definitely paid off. Yeah, yeah. Leaving leaving city definitely expedites a pro, expedites the process. I know, you know, leaving it, you know, at eighteen, you know, what I mean, and going off to school, you know, even though I wasn't that far away, I was far enough to where mm-hmm. you know your everyday 
you know, issues, you, you know, you can't, you know I mean? You don't have that safety net, safety net to come home to anymore. Yeah. Right. You coming home to, to you, like how I meet today, how, you know, just little things that, you know, you don't think about how I'm going to do this because it's always been there. Right. Like, damn, what I'm meeting tonight. You know what I mean? And, and I remember being in school and I started setting a budget for myself and it was $40 for the week. Mm-hmm. Right. So cause I was coming home on Friday to, uh, to work. So, Monday through Thursday, I had a $40 budget for food. So at $10 a day, I got to eat. And I got to figure this out and make this work. You know what I mean? And and I remember going to McDonald's. I talk about this a good bit. Um, I talk about this a good bit. But I would go to McDonald's. And um, I would get the double cheeseburger meal. But with the double cheeseburger meal, I would... um, With the double cheeseburger meal, I would get a uh, a large sweet tea instead of a drink. I mean, instead of a drink. So what happened was that would take the drink price down to a dollar. Mm-hmm. So now I get my double cheeseburger meal, a large double cheeseburger meal with a large fry and a large sweet tea and still pay three twenty. Exactly. You're creative. Yeah, and now my know. little hack. Like I had to learn how to how to move and how to operate. So uh for me, yeah, that was the the, the main thing and the biggest thing for me um in moving away. And I think like you said, it 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 forces you to grow. Yep. And I think that's the main, you know, the main um Incentive in moving is that like it forces you to grow, Forty you know. Um, so absolutely, you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't. I've never subscribed to you got to leave your hometown to grow, but I think for some people they need that, you know. And I had to scale back saying that a lot because I had to realize, well, nah, you left. Yeah. Like I, you know, I actually did leave, you know, and, and after how after um after college, I was living in Augusta for a year too. You know what I mean? That was a whole nother ball game and a whole different thing. I mean, it's different. I'm interning making three hundred dollars a month. Another struggle. You know what I mean? So it was a whole nother struggle, man. So so yeah, absolutely. So um as far as leaving the city, is that something you're gonna continue to do? Yeah, man. So for me now, man, is I'm I'm building, man. So for me it's to bring it back to the to the city, man. Right. Right. And we were just downtown earlier. And this looks completely different, yo. Yeah, yeah. Even when I do come back, yo, I'm usually just, I'm in and out, you know what I'm saying? I, I say what's up to my people, a few friends I fuck with, I'm in and out. So I really ain't really moving around the city like that, you know what I'm saying? Right. But we went downtown like, yo, this shit's crazy, right? And 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 if you're from Savannah, like a lot of people get mad at SCAD. Right. You feel me? But you, you can't be mad at somebody that's putting money into the city. Yeah. We ain't doing it. Right. So yep. for me, like, my plan ultimately is to come back get back to the community, build a community, you know what I'm saying? Keep the money in the community, you know what I'm saying? And really just to build our own table. Right. Right? So you can't get mad if you can't get at the same table as SCAD or get the same table as whoever doing what you want to do in the city that don't look like you. Right. So now you got to build your own table. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's really about building that table, man, because I'm going to these other cities. I'm going to Seattle, mm-hmm. going to Houston, you know what I'm saying? Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. And they, they got a table. Yeah. You feel me? Absolutely, they're building their community. So that's the same thing I want to do here, man. I, you know, that's the ultimate plan is to bring every everything I learned, bring it back to the city, man. Yeah, and really build us up, man, for real. That's dope. That's dope. And, and, and like you said, we rode around a little bit, um, just so, you know, so you could see. Cause we, I've talked about it with you before, um, but you know, actually seeing it, it's crazy. It's, yo. You know, it's, it's a different city, man. It's a completely different city. And it's more to come. I mean, you still got Civic Center, new Civic Center being built. You're not slowing down, man. Not, not at all. Not at all. Not waiting. And not waiting. At that time where, you know, starting to get passed by by other cities in Georgia, man, you really want to push in and become something. And the potential is always there, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, I, and I agree. I mean, you said the same thing. You know, you can't, 
Number one, you can't say they're tearing down our neighborhood. They're not. If it was your neighborhood, you don't own it. You don't own that. Mm-hmm. And you never made the steps to do it. And you, you sold grandma's house. Exactly. Right? You sold that. You had that. You exactly. sold that. You, you let owned them, it and you sold yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And instead of, you know, waiting, sitting on it. I understand there's certain things that they do to kind of push you out. They start raising property taxes and they make mm-hmm. it, you know, hard to afford that. But, you know, there's also resources to help. You didn't want to look for those. Yep. You just bailed out. You jump. That's what they. That's what they're banking on you doing. It's bailing. Like man, they. I can't deal with this. And you get out of the way. Yep. Um. So. Um. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. Another thing that I want to get to with you, man. It's kind of get a little personal with you. Is um. You're a middle child. You're yeah. a middle child, and people always talk about middle child having the toughest. A lot of people don't know. You know, they don't really know us. Don't know we have an older sister. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they, they always just know, uh, you know, Q and, and, and me. So, um, what was that like, you know, being the middle child? Middle child, man. And, uh, for me, like, I don't even look at the middle child even as being the middle kid, you know what I'm saying? For us, like, if, for the late eighties babies, mm-hmm. we all middle children. Right. Now, you got a big sister or not, or a big brother or not, if you the middle child or not, we, Middle children, right? Right. Um, the reason I say that is because during that time, yeah, when we was born, you had the OGs coming up in the eighties, yep, the late seventies, right? Mm-hmm. So they really teaching us. We learning in the nineties. We 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 young. We still under ten years old, right? We still we ain't even hit teenagers yet. So yeah. we learning from the OGs. But if you look at what happened from the eighties to like the early two thousands, yo, right? That shit went from beepers, yep, to smartphones, <laughs> yeah. So imagine that transition of what what you learning. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So now you caught in the middle of two different generations, right? Right. So now we got your generation coming up in the 90s, or yeah. born in the 90s, coming up in the 2000s, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All y'all know is smartphones yeah. in different ways. So for us, like, the way the way that we was taught to live, you know, through especially through my OGs, right? Right. I'm always hung around people older than me. Yeah. Right? So the way we moved in mm-hmm. politics is yeah. completely different from the way that y'all do it now. Right. And I'm constantly, like, bridging the two. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's what a lot of people like, man, cute quiet. Yeah. Cute chill. I ain't right. quiet and chill. Yeah. I was just taught, you don't run your fucking mouth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You move in silence. You a boss, you move in silence. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But at the same time, the new generation like, nah, we on social media with it. We all right. out there with it. Everybody know what we doing. And that's what I'm learning now. So it's that, that constant that constant struggle, that, that constant battle back and forth and just bridging the two gaps. You know what I'm saying? It's like seeing the, it's like seeing the, the big homie, he's teaching you something. But now you're doing better than him. So now you're the big homie to the little homies. Right. And the little homies like, yo, how I do this? You're like, no, nah, I don't move like that. But that's all right. I know. So you can't really be mad at that. So for me, man, that, that middle child, man, for me, I mean, those late 80s babies, man, like, we understand. Like, you see the, the people that I grew up with, man, like, yeah, even, you know, just everybody that we grew up with. Yeah. You don't really see us on social media like that. Right, right, you right. Think about yeah. it. You yeah, don't see fact. us on social media yeah. like that. You don't see us moving around. If we do move around, we hang with the same people we always hang up with. Yep. Mm-hmm. Back then, the communication was from hood to hood. Right. School to school. That's how I knew to travel. Right. Still passing notes and shit. You yep. know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. Now it was, it was like more tight and lit. Now it was just, you know, everybody, you, everybody know everybody in the city, man. You can right. throw up a hashtag and find somebody. That's a fact. So, yeah. yeah. For me, man, that middle child, man, is something that I'm. I struggle with, but now I'm starting to see like, yo, you got to get out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, these days you got to be loud but humble. Yeah. So, for me, man, it's, it's the big thing. Man. It's it's a unique 
It's a unique thing, man, because we grew up on the on the, on the Jay Z principle. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, mm-hmm. Jay don't really talk that much. Nah. Nope. So a lot of niggas be like, man, keep you quiet, but that's how I grew up. That's how I was taught. Yep, absolutely. And and it's funny, Cassie, I didn't I didn't really think of it that way. Um a lot of people, yeah, you growing up, not only in your age, because me and you are we're, we're, we're about two and a half, three years apart, mm-hmm. which isn't a huge gap. But then when you factor in the fact that you did always run with folks older than you. That takes you, you know, I talk about it all the time because I was the same way. Like, I was always running with folks older than me. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, I always say, you know, yeah, my brother, you know, I mean, you know, he, he, let's say he's 15. Yeah, on paper, I'm 13, I'm 12. But in all actuality, I'm really 15, 16. Yeah. And he really 17, 18, just yeah. mentally in the mindset wise, the way we moved, where we rock. So certain stuff I wouldn't do and didn't the same way you said, like, certain things I wouldn't do, wouldn't move. But I did grow into a generation where, um, like you talked about, social media was a thing. I remember uh, Carlton introduced me to uh, the MySpace. Yeah, I didn't know what the hell that was. We yeah. we were at the, we were at the crib one day. It was around Christmas break, and he told me, he "said you ain't got no MySpace." Like, no, nah, what's that? And he showed like, "Oh, okay, cool." I think I think he did the same thing on Twitter. I had no idea what yeah. these were. He introduced it to me, and now I'm following my friends, and we know, you know, what I mean, we're kind of maneuvering out. But it's a part of it, and it's funny that you say like it's just certain things that. We did that y'all would never do because it goes against everything y'all were taught. Like, yeah. yo, y'all too loud. Y'all talk too much. Exactly. Y'all do this. Y'all do that. You know, and for me, I look at, you know what I mean, my young boys, and I say to Seth, like, yo, why are you doing that? They and louder. nah, you don't do that. You too. They, they louder. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? At least I, I think um, for me, I was lucky because the generation I grew up under was right under you. And like, so y'all, y'all gave us that, right? Y'all gave us that. Now, we may be a little. You know, a little loud, a little more, uh, a little less humble than y'all, a little more brash than y'all. You know what I mean? We don't care. Well, you know what I mean? We'll go and say what we need to say and talk our shit. Y'all gonna lay on it. Y'all gonna, you know what I mean? Really get an idea of what's really happening. Um, but um, these new kids, it's crazy, yo. It's different. See, we, you know, I was still able to grow up with. I remember I had my first phone was a flip phone. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I still had that. You know, this generation now. All they know is iPhone. They six years old with iPhone. Yeah, they that's all they know. So it's scary because is this is the information age. There's a um a clip of Denzel talking about what it's gonna look like. And he's talking about how, man, there's such thing as too much information where you could know too much. Instead of growing through experience, you just get everything that's kind of yep. given to you and put in your face and, and it becomes overwhelming. Um and I think that's what we're kind of bumping into. I mean, you got you got three kids now. You know what I mean? So you're and you're moving through that, and you're moving through that. Everybody got an iPad. You know what I mean? Everybody has a phone. You know what I mean? I'm sure. You know what I mean? I'm sure your oldest calling me. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. Call like what you doing? You know yeah, what I'm saying? checking on me. Exactly. It's crazy. Like, cause we talk about it. Back when I grew up, yo, like now, there's no consequences for your actions, yo. Right. Mm-hmm. People do some do or say some crazy shit on social media. There ain't no consequences behind it. Right. They get in clout for it. Back when I grew up. If you said something or do some stupid shit, there was real consequences behind it. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it was like, for us, like, nah, we don't even move like that because, yeah. you know what I'm saying, we ain't, we ain't trying to take it up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even when you growing up, it was certain shit, you would wild out. Mm-hmm. As many times I had to get out the bus to whoop somebody <laughs> out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You would wild out. Yeah. Because you knew if you even try something, right. my big brother here or... Right. His friends are here. Right. If he ain't here, you know right. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. One phone call, one whatever, mm-hmm. and it's all handled. Yeah. So that's what we running into is now it's like 
it's no consequences between nothing. And it's crazy mm-hmm. to me, but I understand it too, because it's like, yo, it's, at, at yeah. this point, is you know, ain't nothing you can do. The game's the game. And, you know, um, we do live in that cloud era now where everything's based off cloud and cloud has become the new currency, right? Mm-hmm. Right. The more that you have, you know, the more, you know, they crave and, and the more, you know, I guess status, if you will, has become where, like I said, clout's a new currency. But you can't go into a store and buy anything with clout, right? But they don't care. You could be broke as you want to be. And growing up in the era that I came up in and you, like, nah, like, money was respected. You know, either money I was or how many followers you got. How exactly. Many, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, crazy. and that's where your status comes from. Where a lot of stuff from us was built from the ground up. It was built off of who you were, built off your reputation. You know what I mean? Built off again the things that respected was money and power. One, two, maybe you ain't got the most money, but your name, your face card is strong enough. Do yeah. I could walk into here and make shit move? Yeah. You know what I mean? Or I just got the bread. To, you know what I mean? Because I got this in my pocket. How much you gonna call? I right, bet. Yeah. Now it's oh they got. 200,000 followers I They must know something mm-hmm. Right They don't know shit They just post wild shit Is exactly. that Takashi 69 shit I just post wild shit And they gonna follow me And I'm gonna get paid for it Exactly And I'm gonna get checks off of it And it's getting funny How you spoke earlier about How we influence so much Without even knowing um, You know we Takashi posting these things He's getting paid mm-hmm. To do this These companies are paying you To go do this your commercials getting paid, you know what I mean? You you put something on YouTube or Instagram, and I see an ad pop up before I watch your video. That's payment. They're getting paid for all that. And then they duck off and go down into their hole, never be seen or heard from until it's time to do some more wild shit. So it is interesting um, to see that. I know, again, for me, like you you grew up in actual middle child. Um, I felt like I was one just in dealing with the age groups. You know what I mean? Because I had all of my old, you know, all my OGs, everybody that loved me, all my older brothers. And then I had all these young boys who looked up to me, who who still called me, you know, for advice, called me, hey, man, baby, bro, let me run this by you real quick. You know what I mean? And all the knowledge I'm kicking to them is what I picked up from y'all, right? Like, hey, man, look, bro, like, this is what I would do. This is what I wouldn't do. You know what I mean? Even, you know, anything, you know, going issues with your old lady, going, going, I promise you, girl. Hey man, look, bro. <laughs> yeah. just, just, just stop talking. <laughs> stop Shut talking. Up, Shut up. She'll she let leave it. Even when you win, you don't win. Is it? You never go exactly. That's something I had to learn. Hey, to learn. Pick your battles. Learn what the hell you willing to die on. <laughs> these are these are things I learned. You know what I mean? From you, from pops. You know what I mean? I talked about um in the early episode having an older brother. You know, essentially was having another parent, right? Because a lot of times, a lot of things went on. That our parents didn't even know about, cause uh, you cut it at you. You know I me. Mean? It was it was deaded before it even reached them. And the, and the reason for that was growing up, pops was a real traveling salesman. Yes, a fact. Like pops was gone three four days out of the week. Absolutely. So I had to be the man of the house at nine eight nine ten years old. Yep. Like this was for years. Yeah, this was for a it while. It wasn't just for till recently. Yeah. That pops is not traveling like that. You yep. know, literally traveling salesman. Like literally gone for three four days out of the week. If you're you know lucky, missing basketball games, football games, like, and when he home, he chilling, he sleep. Yeah, he's too tired to, to do he's anything. Tired. So be on any, planes, and anything going on, I gotta fucking deal with it. Yep. And you can't certain shit. I can't bring the moms because then she gonna freak out. Right. So right. I gotta figure it out. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, most definitely, man. And that's 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 another reason why, man. It just it, it's crazy to me the way I see certain people move. But at the same time, I understand it. It's an information age. And that's what I'm on now, just building shit up and really teaching people, man. But yeah, 
it's it's crazy, man. And for me, man, just teaching my 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 oldest son, man, like yo, this is how you move. A lot of times he don't understand it. Yeah, you feel me? So it, what, it is what it is. What's what's that like? Because you know the the principles and, and values that you're teaching, um, you know, teaching him as opposed to what you taught me, right? You could tell me something. And even if I didn't want to hear, eventually that was going to come up because of how we grew up and where we grew up, right? Like, I'm going to learn that lesson or I'm going to take heed. With him, it's a little different because they're not growing up and see, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, he's he's not, you know what I mean? Ain't no hood shit going on here. And and he's not going to be introduced to that ever. Like, you're never really going to see it. So what's that like? Man, it's different, man. So he went to, uh, he went to Baltimore this summer, right? Right. So he calling me. He like, damn. I'm in Baltimore. I'm like, okay, cool. You like it out there? Nah, I'm ready to go. I said, what's well, <laughs> wrong, man? He said, man, it's, I don't like it out here. Yeah. It's crazy. And, of course, he on the iPad Googling shit. You know what I'm saying? He seen what's going on in Baltimore, murder capitals, all that shit. So, for him, man, like, I've been I've been blessed to, to really put him and my family in a certain position where they really ain't got to worry about nothing. Right. The, the things that we worried about that we seen, like, he ain't never seen it. He ain't never heard of it. Right. So, for me, it's really teaching him, like, yo, you got to look out for your, your younger siblings. You the oldest. Right. So, it's certain shit that happened. You feel me? And how I teach him is I already know his little sister. Yeah. going to fuck with him. Right. She going to do some shit. Yep. That ain't right. Yep. Because she the little sister, right? Yep. And she know I'm going to say something. Yep. But I just let it happen, right? And what I do is I sit back and watch. Yeah. And I see what he going to do. Uh-huh. Are you going to come and tell me mm-hmm. or your moms? Are you going to lash back at her? Yep. Like, what you going to do, right? Right. And a lot of times when he first did it, I would get on his ass. Yeah. Like, what you doing? Uh-huh. What she did, it don't matter. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, end of the day, you got to look out for her. She going to do some stupid shit. Yep. She's going to get on your nerves, whatever. Yep. But you're going to go back telling me what she did. Yep. Uh, you definitely going to lash out of her because now I'm going to come for you. Mm-hmm. And he really starting to understand that now and getting those principles. Like, okay, I got you. Like, I got to be patient. Right. You know what I'm saying? I might not be patient with somebody else on the street. Right. But I got to be patient with her because she, we family, we blood. You know right. What I'm yep. so certain things like that, he learning. You know what I'm saying? Like, if she on the street, though, I ain't going to let nobody fuck with her. Right, right. And, it, and it's funny because something like that happened. Like, now they go to the same school. Yeah. So he was on a bus and something happened with the way she, because I always told him, like, yo, y'all on a bus together, she's sitting with you. And if I find out she ain't sitting with you, it's going to be me and you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just from potato, crazy shit happened, man. This yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Days, yeah. Man. Like, well, it, it don't take about a five minute bus ride or something crazy to have a little girl. So I'm like, yo, y'all on the bus, you sitting with her. And if you don't, it's me and you. Right. So they on the bus and she like, I don't want to sit with you. So now he's like, well, damn, what the fuck that's her. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to sit with you. He's like, damn, what I do now? Yeah. He didn't sit with her. I'm like, why you didn't sit with her? She then I said, it don't matter, man. You sit with her. I don't give a fuck what she do. Right. You know what I'm saying? So just learning that stuff, man. Like, yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I gotta do, period. But it's, it's it's a different world now, man. And especially like now they seeing so much shit on TV, man, especially in twenty twenty. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We up up in Seattle, all the you know, riots and shit going on. Like it's crazy. Yep. It's different. We didn't see none of that stuff, man. So it's a different yeah. world, man. But you got to kind of teach them a different way that way they understand. Right. They say a lot of stuff he ain't gonna see when we grow up, and I don't want him to. That's every generation should be making your family better the way you ain't got to deal right. with that shit. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny because when you when you when I hear you say this, it's funny because I, I'm thinking back to us growing up with the same thing, right? Like you know what I mean? Yay, you know, and, and no, our parents. It was never no. 
you got to sit with your brother thing, but it was a, hey, if I find out. Shit, not that you know of. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's true too. But, uh, but it's, hey, if I find out, you know, your brother got in a fight and you wasn't there or you, you know, or you was around and then you ain't help, then I'm on your ass. And, you know, I, me- I remember them stories, but I also remember a lot of times it's like, you know, you being told to do certain stuff and you trying to do what you were told to do. And I'm bucking because I don't care. Yeah. yeah, I don't care what Mama said. Wow, <laughs> I don't fuck that. This is just <laughs> this is what I'm doing. <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> Tell Mama come see wow, me. Child. Like yeah, you man. know what I mean. It, it was funny because you know in in these I had these conversations about my childhood, and I tell people I was the one. I did so much that I got punished so often that I started getting immune to certain shit. You could take the TV from me. I don't care. You just took it from me last month. I ain't watched TV all year. It's June. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't know what's going on in the world. I don't get to watch the game. Take it. Fuck it. I will sit in my room in silence. But I'm going to show my ass. Because eventually, it's only so much you can take. Cut my ass. Okay, cool. When I started learning that ass whooping is only going to be about 30 seconds to a minute of pain. And after that, you still got your shit off. Fuck it. You know what I mean? So, but, you know, what I do want to, you know, point out, you know, before before we shift to another topic is you did a lot of shit, too. I did. And I had to do a lot of lying for you, too. You know, you know, you know, the difference is, though. What's that? I got away with that shit. You did well. That yeah. The one thing you I, the one thing I, I always caught. Nah, <laughs> I was about to say the one story I'll never forget I was you caught one time. Yeah, uh huh. That one damn time, your ass went to that damn party. Yo, you know the crazy thing about that shit? What's that? Your pops told me he was coming too. Yeah, like look, I'm coming to pick your ass up at this time. You better be out here waiting. Man, yo. pops' ass was out of town. <laughs> yo, bro, I came back. He was a rap. Man, do you know how much groundwork I was putting in for you? I'm like, man. (laughs) And again, this is funny because this actually is a testament to the era we grew up in because cell phones weren't a thing yet, like the way everybody got a phone. If we were in this era, you'd have been clean. It's a phone call. Hey, bro, hey, yo, moms, blah, blah, blah. You need to bring your ass home. You need to be somewhere around. You know what I mean? Because you ain't had to be home. Just be somewhere the way you could be found. And you was, you'll be all right. You may be like, hey, man, you have your ass home. It's dark or whatever, but you'll be cool. But the mom starts circling them blocks and bending them corners and she don't see you. Oh, no, that's your ass. So I never forget, man. Mom's calling, calling, calling. Uh, she's looking. She's calling me. Your brother home yet? Nah. And she riding up and down. And finally, she said, <laughs> she on the phone. She said, oh, no, hold on. Here's your brother right here. Riding a damn bike. Don't worry about it. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> that one. And then also that time your ass took that damn car, but. I used to be with you too. That shit, you with me though. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. A lot of times I was with your ass. So yeah, but um, but yeah, all in all, man, is you know I think a lot of times with that, um, you know, for me, I always you know speak to gratitude and being grateful, um, for having that situation, having the opportunity to, to have, like you said, that protection, have somebody who actually you know what I mean, because you really could have been like, bro, do what you want to, you know what I'm saying, just fuck up, go fuck up, just do whatever. And hey, my, I told him. And, you know, I was bad at the way my part would have, you know, okay, well, yeah, I'm sure you did. I know how your brother is, but you didn't. So, and I always speak to, to being appreciative of that. Um, so, um, let's get some more music real quick. Let's get some more music. Come, I'm enjoying this playlist, man. This shit brings back memories. This shit brings back memories, for real. Damn sure. So, what you got? What you got? Man, we're going to get into probably... Man, growing up, now this is my my fucking favorite rapper, man. So, 
Yo, we can get into some Jeezy, man. We yes, that, that Jeezy the Snowman, man. It's Jeezy just give me back on them middle school and them high school days, man. Let's get into it. Yes, sir. Jeezy the Snowman, I make it winter time. Heard the streets hungry, but it's dinner time. In the state patrol, they patrol the state. Jesus the snowman, I patrol the white. Three seats, three for the 19. Front door service, she ain't even gotta drive. Stacks on deck, fuck what a hell thing. Lot of dead white boys, he could money in the bank. CTE is the click that I claim. Know some real niggas that claim the same thing. They don't want war, these niggas won't peace. Send me two carrots on my snowman piece. I'm dope one fresh for X black tea. And it's a million motherfuckers feeling just like me. Yeah. We rollin' fat like that Oprah bitch. Color purple. All we smoke is that purple shit. See the red dogs run like black cats. Cost the work, but I'm holding on to my strap. Hustle music. We call it trap hop. A whole lot of baking soda in a glass pot. Big shot to Bankhead. Shot to Pittsburgh. That's a testament, man. Yeah, that's that, that just <laughs> that Oprah bitch. I just see how wild them days was. Man. Yeah, man, niggas didn't give a fuck. Um, all right, man. So I'm gonna get into um, you know, anytime I think about Atlanta music, man, and influences. Obviously, I you know we know the old school. We know the you know what I mean. You know about Outkast and, and all that good stuff, man, but. You know, I also I want to tap into to that futuristic era because it's, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? It, yes, dancing, dancing, all that shit, man. But it was some dope music put out in that time too, man. So I'm going to tap into uh, Young L.A. Uh, featuring Young Dro and Tip, man. We're going to do Ain't I. Oh. Money serving everybody. Ain't we up in Magic City throwing up the pride? Ain't me until taking off like a ride. Ain't my, ain't my, ain't my, ain't my, ain't my money long. Yeah, 
Big Rolls Royces and I got them Norshes. We be in Ferraris, the cars with the horses. That was that, that's that Polo era. That, Ooh, man. that was that Dro too, though. That's that Dro? was that Dro Dro. Yo, you remember that her first homecoming had a Southern man, Dro performed at uh, Legends? Oh, yeah. It's a different man. That different. Yeah, that was a different. That was a wild night. Yeah, that was a great night. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great night, man. So, shifting gears a little bit, man. Uh, with sports, I know uh, you've been keeping up with um, Aaron Rodgers, Kyrie Irving, uh, whole vaccination scandal and the double standard it seems to be set apart. Uh, one thing I'm really enjoying is is Stephen A. Smith being called out on his on his bullshit. It's about time somebody did. Yeah, man, because he's been cooning for a while, right. man. He's been cooning for a while, and I'm really enjoying seeing this, man. So, um, obviously, I know your stance on it, you know, obviously, but um, so. So this is the thing, right? It's really two different same situations that they're trying to compare the same thing. Right. You feel me? Kyrie is pretty much saying, look, up front, I ain't getting vaccinated. I ain't trying to put nobody in harm's way. Yep. That's my stance on it. I ain't playing. If I got to get vaccinated, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. He getting villainized for really standing up. And the, and the funny thing about that, right? Yep. When LeBron, his voice and his opinion is like, shut up and dribble. Yep. But when he voices his opinion, it's like, shut up and let him talk. Right. And we all know who's doing that, right? Right, right, So right. the thing with Aaron Rodgers, though, is like, yo, he straight up lied. Yeah. Not only did he lie, the NFL knew about it. Mm-hmm. So now he unvaccinated for eight weeks. Yep. And played. And playing. And mm-hmm. going up to players after the game. Dapping them up, dapping shaking them hands. Up, in the interviews, no mask on. Coughing on the mic. And Halloween parties. Yep. You feel me? John the, Wick and shit. John Wick. Giving out the cooties, you know what yep. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So just so for me, it's like, yo, how can y'all just find this man fourteen thousand dollars and be done with it? But you villainizing Kyrie Irving, you know what I'm saying? It just go back to that that privilege that we always talk about. Yo, y'all can just sweep that shit under the rug. It, it, to me, it goes back also to what um, to what Dave Chappelle talked about, you know, and in, in stand up that that people were so upset about. You know, he spoke to, you know, um, how. You know, the baby's being villainized. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He does all these things, and it was fine until he said something about the LGBTQ community. And then you also flash forward to um, the John Gruden situation. He said all this shit about the NFLPA president, right? A mm-hmm. black man. You had all this shit to say about him, and it was cool. And then he, they found out he had an email. He said something about Michael Sam, who's an openly gay player. Oh, no, he got to go. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so it just shows that you know, I mean, we'll, even when we look at all this progress, right, it goes back to that Kanye line, right? Even in the band, you're still a nigga in the coop, right? Like, with all this progress we feel like we've made, we're still in a lot of folks' eyes at the bottom of the totem pole, yep. right? Because you know, again, yeah, I know Aaron Rodgers, he yeah, he lied, oh, we're gonna find a 14k, but Kyrie, oh no, you a bastard, yeah, you, you we got go. something's got to be done, yeah. Gotta Something's got to be done. You know, I know you told us you ain't getting the shot, but damn it, why not? You know, and, and uh, you got to go. You're a problem. You're an issue. But I told y'all I wasn't doing this. Don't matter. Why? Because you're bucking the system. Yep. And you can't buck the system. You can't. You know what I mean? So it, it's, it's, it's real inter- interesting to see. Um, I'm not surprised by any of it. I mean, I saw oh, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, hmm, okay. Yeah. Hmm. I'm Next. not surprised either, man. But the funny thing is, like, What's what would have happened if, yeah, if he would have got corona 
without even knowing it. Yep. Without getting tested because they thought he was vaccinated. And lit that whole team up. Lit, not even that team, yeah. but another team. Yeah. Now the NFL got a real problem. Now they're doing contract tra- contact tracing, trying to find exactly. out. Exactly. Now you got a, two teams mm-hmm. that could potentially be infected. Now you now you messing up the money. Yep. And the fine and all they did was find the Green Bay Packers, what, three hundred K? Yeah. They just gave each team in the field three hundred mil for a TV deal. What's three hundred K? Exactly. It's pennies. Pennies, yo. It's so pennies. to me it's, it's all about the money, man. And and not only that is Aaron Rodgers had them by the balls through the whole summer. Yep. So they're like, okay, well, we'll play whatever you want to do. Just we need you out here playing for yeah. that money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But Kyrie can't do that. Um, you bringing that up is an interesting point. Do you feel like part of the negotiations over the summer was Aaron Rodgers bucking on getting the vaccine? Because we because we know they we know they knew. So do you think maybe that was part of it? the Packers saying, "Yo, you gotta get this vaccine as well," and like, "Yo, I ain't doing that shit." And maybe the Packers agreeing to sweep him under the rug if he just comes back and plays. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think it was an open negotiation. Mm-hmm. I think it was more like, all right, yo, we got him playing. Let's not fuck it up. Okay. okay. Let's not pressure him to do this. And then, you know what I'm saying? He's like, nah, well, I ain't going to play because of this. Oh, so so you, you know think you think it was more of a, well, we ain't going to say nothing. Yeah, we're going to save, we gonna save face. Let's, let's get him out of plans. So, you know, we need his money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we need Aaron. Yeah. Back of quarterback ain't shit. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, yo, he was right out of the whole time as far as what we're doing. You know, let's just keep it on the hush. And not say nothing, right? Yeah. Same thing with the NFL. Yeah. They knew it too. Mm-hmm. It they had to. It, yeah. It wasn't just a team like they knew. It. They they report who get vaccinated, who not getting vaccinated. It was all yeah. a, it was all a you know a cover up thing yeah. to get him back out there, and they were gonna take that risk mm-hmm. to to keep that money flowing. Yeah. Um. Absolutely. So it's gonna be interesting to see how this works out because it's not gonna die out. It's gonna be a lot of voices, a lot of louder voices in this because uh, it's gonna be people who want answers. You know, yeah. Tell me why. You know, it's going to be a lot of players who are going to say, hey, tell me why. Um, so I'm interested to see. Uh, one thing that we didn't get to that is wild that we haven't gotten to, especially this should have been the first topic of sports. The Atlanta Braves are now world champs. Let's talk about it. Is the, cur- is the curse over? I think I think it's over, man. Yeah, all we had to do was get rid of Julio? That's it, man. It was Julio? Yeah, we won out that trade. I ain't yeah, no, nah, we did. We did. We definitely, we definitely did. He ain't absolutely. doing shit. He got all that money for it. Yep, absolutely. Yep, you know they got paid for that. I definitely think so, man. And uh, Just give yeah. you a little more faith in the Falcons' uh, new uh, front office? Man, we're going to see, man. Kyle Pitts is, uh, he's what, second? I looked at it yesterday. He's second yeah. in rookie receiving yards. I mean, he's he rocking, the matchup. Man. He's a matchup nightmare that they said he would be. We got some good pieces, man. Yeah. I think this this year when it comes to the draft and everything, man. I, I I got faith, you know? Yeah. Even after the the whole uh two and eight and three and all of this. It's shit, hard, man. It's hard, you know what I'm saying? That was a hard year for, for Georgia sports, period. It's a tough year. Bulldogs Very lost. tough year. Bulldogs lost, lost in the natty. Like yeah, it was it was, it was a tough, man. But uh yeah. yeah, man, I'm I'm always always rock with my Falcons, man. I don't even matter. I'm always rock with them. But yeah, no, yeah. we you know what I'm saying? We, we coming back, we coming back. Yeah, I, I believe so, man. I think this new, I mean, just that trade, I mean, that took a lot of nuts to do. It did, because a lot, a lot of us were against that, man. Yeah. We was like, hey, man, Julio, yeah, get rid of the quarterback. <laughs> yeah. All the quarterbacks that was out there, nah, draft the quarterback, keep Julio, exactly. man, put keep around Julio. some, keep around some weapons. Yeah. Um, You know, I do think there are things we need to address. We need a real running back, not just go sign somebody off the street every year. Yeah. You know, we need to draft us a real running back to build around a little bit. But I I, I also do have faith, man. I think the curse is over. I think that I think um, so, man. I think uh Georgia, I think this is the year for Georgia to get a national championship in football, man. Um I think for multiple reasons. I think one, this is probably the best defense 
that Georgia's had, and by far. Man. And honestly, you know, I saw a poll. Um, they're asking what's the, what's the uh, greatest defenses in history, and they had like the old one Miami Hurricanes, and mm-hmm. they also had um, I want to say there was a USC defense on there, and also an Alabama defense. I can't remember the years, but um, and they had Georgia there. And I mean, you talk about a team that's giving up five. The defense giving up five touchdowns through the first nine games. Yeah. Um, you know, every opponent under fourteen. Every opponent under fourteen. Crazy. Two of those touchdowns coming, you know, in garbage time. You yeah. know, one coming against honestly Kentucky, calling timeouts against the backups to try to get into the end zone. Mm-hmm. Um, then another one came late, I believe. Uh, I forgot who they played. It was a, uh, it was one of the lower level teams that scored uh, toward the end there. But um, and also I think they got a pick six as well. So um, I think this is a year with that compounded by the fact that. Besides Georgia, there hasn't really been anybody who looks to be a no. legitimate threat. I mean, we've seen weaknesses across the board. Georgia is doing what they're doing without a high-level quarterback. Or without a high-level quarterback or really wide receivers. Yeah, so, I, mean, I mean, Georgia's our, our top wide receivers not even playing right Yeah, now. top two. Yeah. Talk so, about, uh, yeah, talk about Blaylock. You're talking about um, Pick. Yeah. Um, also, we didn't get um, a man that came from LSU. He never played. Yep. Never saw the field. He's supposed to be a wide receiver this year too. He never saw the field. You know, we had a lot of injuries. Um, you don't know, even have a true quarterback. Don't have a true quarterback. Don't talk about it. Yeah, I mean, it's been issues. Hell, we just lost our top defensive player. You know, being charged with rape, Adam Anderson. So he's suspended indefinitely. Don't know if he's going to make a return this season. Um, so it's going to be. You know, I think through all that, Georgia battling through that. Um, a lot of guys have stepped up. Nolan. Uh, you know, it's been one, you know. Oh, yeah, man. He's, he's showing yeah. out, man. I'm yeah, proud. West, West Savannah Zone. Um, so, shout out to Nolan for that, man. Um, you know, so it's going to be really, uh, really interesting to see, man, if the dogs pull off this natty. Um, Kirby's due for one. You know, we've, we've always said it. Kirby said, he said, man, we're we going to get a national championship. We're due for one, yeah. We got too much talent. Nah. And, and, and don't get it wrong. I know what everybody's saying. What about Alabama? Alabama always a threat. Always. Always a threat. It's Alabama. Anytime you got saving. Behind them headphones is always a threat. Absolutely, and I want to. I, I want to face it, man. I don't. I don't want. I want them to face us in the SEC championship. Yep. So we can go ahead and smack that ass. Yep. Or they whoop our ass. Either way, I want to know. Absolutely. I don't want it to be. I don't want to be no easy road. Nah, you feel me? So yep. yeah, mm-hmm. man, I'm, I'm definitely excited about Georgia, man, and what we're doing. And I, I, I really think that I really think that tide is starting to turn, man. Like yep. you seeing how they winning, and you seeing how they're recruiting. Yep. And these kids are. I mean, we just had a kid flip from Florida. Yeah, you know what I'm saying With top twelve wide receiver, I believe. Yep. I mean, it's, it's receiver, yep. yeah, it's coming, man. So it's it's definitely overdue, man. You I mean, you look at all the athletes that come out of Georgia yep. instead of staying in Georgia. Absolutely, right? going to Clemson. Yep. Right, Deshaun Watson out of Georgia. Yep. Cam Newton. Cam Newton out of Georgia. Mm-hmm. We can name him. Keep going. Nick What's Marshall. man from Clemson. Uh, which one? The quarterback just played with Jaguars now. Oh, Trevor Lawrence. Out Trevor of Lawrence out yeah. of Georgia. Justin Fields from Justin Georgia. Justin Fields out of Georgia. Um, it's a ton of kids. You're uh, talking uh, about top tier quarterbacks in the league right now. Absolutely, all from Georgia. All from Georgia. Not top tier. You got two of the top five draft picks already. Yep. Funny out thing, of Georgia. Yep. And the funniest thing, they all train together. Exactly. They so, show them all training together. To me, like these kids leaving the state. You know what I'm saying? Now you're seeing that tide turn, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be ugly, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's one thing that Kirby set out to do when he first came in was to keep Georgia kids home. 
You got to. He's been able to do that. And you're seeing the, the rewards. I mean, a lot of the top players that we named are all Georgia kids. All Georgia kids. You know what I mean? Even the quarterback, as much as we think that, you know, as much as we say he's not a top flight kid, he, he's a Georgia kid. Georgia I mean, you know, he is what he is. I mean, hell, he's a six-year senior, so I would hope he can at least compete. You better know something, shit. Yeah, shit. You better know something. Three years old playing college football. Please, damn. Go do something. <laughs> Fuck. Um, so, um, real quick before we wrap, man, do want to get into this Kanye situation, man. Kanye got a little bit of lick in him, a lot of, a little bit of tree in him, man. He has some shit to say. Um, so Kanye, man, talk to me. Talk to me. Kanye. I like Kanye, right? Yeah. But Kanye, so Kanye talking this shit, and it's the most comfortable I've seen Ye in a while. It's the first, I think this is the first time we actually seen him actually smoke weed on TV. Yeah, for yeah, I didn't know he smoked. I didn't know he. I didn't know he shit, smoked. I didn't know he did any of that. First actually. time you see him drinks and what, like, was that the Grammys or something? Yeah, yeah, he, he was drunk. He drunk You know what I'm saying? Like, he's super comfortable, but Kanye gonna be Kanye. He gonna say some wild shit. Yeah, but I think uh, I, I some shit I just don't agree with, uh, especially when you're talking about Big Sean. Right. To me, like, it's certain things that I think he says just out of. He just don't want to look a certain way. Think he's more of a a, a walking walking troll a little bit. I, I think he's. I don't even know if he's a troll. I think he really believe that shit. That's that's fair. That's very fair. That's more dangerous. That's the dangerous thing about. I, it. I rather you saying it just to elicit emotion than saying it. No, you believe that. Goofy no, you shit, really huh? believe that shit. Did you see the video of him and Jay Prince? I did. Okay. Um, so, and, and we knew that was coming Yeah Because, you know, the whole Drake and Ye beef has been a thing He said something else about uh, Drake on Drink Champs I don't believe him though You know what I mean? Oh, you don't believe who? I don't believe Ye About apologizing? Oh, no, I don't either He didn't apologize I don't either He didn't apologize I mean He, was, he called he, it Jay Prince He was contrite You know what I'm saying? He was contrite well, He's fucking up Jay Prince's money For those, and it's funny, man I know some young boys who, who were talking about Jay Prince Actually, I talked to him about it on their podcast, and, and a few of them didn't know who Jay Prince was, and I made sure to reach out. And I said, nah, nigga, that's a boogeyman. Yeah. That's a real life boogeyman. Real life. You know what I'm saying? So it, it was funny to uh, to have a conversation with him. We talk about eras and generations. Um, you know what Suge Knight was, um, or Suge Knight was to the West Coast. That's what Jay Prince was to Houston in the South. Um, so I don't know, man. Yay is Jay, man. Yay is a bit of an enigma, man. Um, you know, he he did make some valid points. You know, he talked about how, you know, man, Drake will have a song. He'll say all this wild shit in the song, and Ye don't say nothing. And then as soon as he say something, they on your ass. Like, you didn't see all this shit yeah. that he said about me? I mean, yeah. they talked about sicko mode. Drake was literally giving directions to their house. Yeah. You know what I mean? Crept down the block, made a right hit. Like, like he told them how to get to Ye's house. And then he was like, y'all get mad at me when I give his address out. Well, fuck, he did the same thing. But he did it in a different way. Right? Yeah, like, he, he did. He ain't just gonna roll up in Calabasas and make yeah, it fucking yeah. right in the neighborhood. Yeah, nah. You, you actually go giving through, out. Yeah, it's three, four addresses. gates you going through for you. Yeah, you're <laughs> you like, know nah, what I'm saying? Like, he doing it a little. 13, 34. You know what I'm saying? It's like, he got to give him phone numbers and yeah. social security numbers and shit. Like, nah, like, Drake doing it in a way that's more creative. But I get what he's saying. But Yay knows that shit's gonna happen when he says certain shit out of his mouth. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's I, I don't think he does it. Without knowing it, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, but, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's gonna be yeah, end of the day, man. But I, the, the whole thing with Big Sean and I, I just don't get it, man. But I think, I mean, Big Sean is a legend to me, man. He probably yeah. one of the most underrated lyricists and on good music. 
For sure, for sure. I think so. Um, I think that, I mean, for a long time, he was the the lifeblood of good oh, music. definitely, man. You know what I mean? Because a lot of guys, you know, that were there, I mean, Push wasn't putting out a lot of music. Um, you know, Chains wasn't either. Yeah. And even when he did, you didn't really get a good music vibe from Chains. It was just more so this is Chains. Especially when they was having those those uh, rap crew undertone beefs. Yep, yep. Remember that? I mean, Sean was the only one carrying them at the time. Yeah, absolutely. He's the only one, honestly, keeping the lights on. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, it... Yeah, I, I do think Sean's underrated. Um, I enjoy a lot of his music, man. I love with um, the twenty eighty eight how he did with Janae. Um, I think that Sean, I don't know. I, I I don't know if Sean ever reached the level that I thought he would. Um, but I do think I think Sean has a career that, in some ways, kind of mirrors Wale a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, we know you nice. It's just something just hasn't. Click just yet. But do you blame Yay for that? that I do. That machine behind you. I, I I do because I look at what Yay did with Tiana. You know what I mean. Even pushed to an extent. You know what I mean. He he did a lot. He has handed a lot of what they do. So when your hands in the in, in the pot a little bit, then you also got to take that blame when shit don't go the way it should. It's crazy, man. I mean, even look at Sahai. Yeah. People probably know who Sahai is. That's a fact. That's a fact. Saha is Saha wrote a lot. Saha wrote Travis Scott's verse on Sicko Mode. Yeah. And like Travis Scott wrote a lot of no, I'm sorry, Travis Scott, I'm sorry. Saha wrote a lot of shit. A whole a lot of shit. He's, his hand, his hand, his pen is behind crazy. a lot of shit. If you read them credits, man, he's he's behind a lot of shit, man. So yeah, I agree. I, I think that Ye, I mean, I think it's safe to say Ye fumbled the bag when it comes to good music. He did, man. Yeah, I think he he was able to put a group of artists together that was dope. But actually, to grow them, I, I don't think he did the, the best job at that. Now, honestly, at the time, I don't really think. I think it was a bad time anyway because he wasn't really focused on growing nobody. No, no, no. He was, focused he on was still trying to grow himself. Yeah, he was trying to build. He built a team of Avengers to help him. Yeah, pretty much. But he wasn't, you know, he didn't care about nah. that at all. Because I, I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I would, looking at it, while we don't have a Big Sean album, Produced by Kanye, I would never That's understand. Crazy. You know what I mean? Um, Hit Boy did an interview where he talked about how he had a run in with Ye. He told Ye, "It's like shit, nigga. I did a better. I would Nas than you could. Like, and this is just my beats for Nas. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which is true. It did. It was. I mean, that's always been a knock on Nas and you know, kind of all over the place with it. But, but yeah, man, I think Ye does take a lot of blame. I think Ye has his issues. I mean, you know, recently I haven't been a fan of Ye. You know, just with his, you know, because of the power that Ye carries, I didn't appreciate all the the trolling and all that extra shit. Yeah, exactly. Because you could, there are people who believe your shit, right? Like people who really follow you, and and, you know, now they're they're voting a certain way, and their beliefs are being, you know, pushed a certain way. You know, so so absolutely, I definitely believe that, man. So let's uh, let's get into some more music, man, before we get out of here. Let's do it. You got some more music for me? Uh, let's I mean, see, let's it's, see. it's Atlanta, so it's a lot of shit to pull from. Man, it, bro, this, this is probably one of the hardest <laughs> playlists, man. I could literally have a hundred songs on here. That just, That's what make playlists hard, man. Is yo. that you when you got to start trimming the fat a little bit? You say, ah, I gotta take that off. That's my shit. Yeah, man. It's let's tough. man. Let's get into probably in the last ten years. Yep. Probably the most popular rapper out of Atlanta, man. We are gonna hop in the future stick talk. Okay, let's do it. 
They say my whole hood got it under investigation. They know they talk that stick talk, that stick talk. They know we talk that lick talk, that lick talk. Ten million dollars cash, fuck a friend. Started sipping syrup, I been geek there since. Gotta keep that heat on the seed there since. You know we talk that stick talk, that stick talk. I'm about to fuck this cash up on a new toy. We be talking stick talk, we be talking bricks too. We be talking lick talk, and I'm a fucking bitch too. I ain't got no manners for no shots. I'ma put my thumb in the back. Put the shot of Henny, I'll be going back. They say my whole hood got it under investigation. They know they talk that stick talk, that stick talk. They know we talk that lick talk, that lick talk. I'm about to fuck this cash up on a new toy. Back to fuck this cash up on a new toy. Alright man, so that was Future Stick Talk Stick Talk So um, man, we talk about Atlanta music man We talk about giving the old to them um, We can't I would be remiss If I didn't tap into probably uh, The biggest collab Of Atlanta artists uh, We've ever had um, so, uh, without further ado, I'm gonna tap into it, man. So, I'm gonna get into Lil John, uh, Usher, and Ludacris, oh, man. man. We're gonna do Lovers and Friends. Usher, Lil John, Ludacris. Yeah, man. Once again, this song. This song. You know we had to do it again, right? We had to do it again, boy. Don't do the singing of these ladies, man. Oh, oh, oh. First. Oh, oh, oh. Let's see. Baby, how you doing? Hope that you're fine. Wanna know what you got in mind tonight. Got me feeling like you the see, girl. I can't leave you alone. Take a shot of this here Patron, and it's gonna be on. VIP, then got way too proud. I'm about to end up calling it a night You should holler at your girl Tell her your shit can't seen Pull off beep beep shotgun in the GTZ She said oh, I'm ready to ride I was like yeah Cause once you get inside You can't change your mind Don't mean the sun invasion But you gotta promise baby Take it back to high school for real, man. That was, that was probably the biggest song that ever come out of Atlanta. 
I think so. I think so. It, I think when, so. When you really think about it and start running them down, I don't know if that, like you said, I don't know if there's something bigger than lovers and friends. Right. And then you think about what you brought together from Ludacris to to Lil John and Usher. We didn't even get in the Luda. Like you know what I mean? Like right. yeah, for sure, man, for sure. Um, so uh, with that, man, that is um episode thirty nine, man. Dope episode. A lot of gems dropped, man. In that episode, for sure. Um, what I expected it to be. You know what I mean? A lot of questions got answered. You know, I, hopefully y'all leave me the fuck alone now. <laughs> y'all leave me alone with that shit. I have nothing for you, man. I ain't got nothing for you. Um, got anything you want to leave the people with? Nah, man. Just, you know, bet on yourself, man. You know what I'm saying? The only way to know is to learn and grow. So, uh, get out there and do it. Do what you got to do, man, if you want to. Reach out to me, man. You know, just hit me on Instagram. You know, Revenue Q. Or hit my brother up. But, yeah, man, for me, man, I'm just really trying to help the culture. Keep growing. Keep doing this thing, especially the city. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? Just just showing people, man, it's a different way than, you know, having a wicked jump. Shout out. <laughs> Absolutely, a lot more man. millionaires made from businesses investing in the, in the NBA. So. Absolutely, uh, man. Rapper Go to the League is, is just a, it's, it's an album title. Yeah, some real shit. Uh, so absolutely, man. You already know the vibes, man. If you fuck with us, fuck with us. If you don't, don't you worry about it, bitch. I know somebody like it. Um, this is the Untitled Podcast, man. Again, I appreciate y'all fucking with me, man. Um, you know, appreciate everybody hitting me for the first time. Everybody hitting us for the fortieth time, man. Appreciate it. So, with that being said, we are out. Appreciate you. Chill. Like they had back with they don't Hitler wish they went in 1945 It's in 2009 Believe me later on in the future Look at where it stands In the Constitution that any event of a race war Places like Operation Heartbreak Hotel Mormon's Tale Until that tight vent seal off this bell Them say it's fake, no mercy Fool, you should be my least worst Got deal with W2, King, 99, Skull Mark, Black Helicopter and try to put missiles in mines Oh, you know what else they trying to do? Make a curfew, especially for me and you. The traces of the new world order. Time is getting shorter. If we don't get prepared, people, it's gonna be a soda. My mind won't allow me to not be curious. My folk don't understand, so they don't take it serious. But every now and then, I wonder if the tape was put up to keep crime out of keep our ass in. Talking to you about what your little ass need to be going through a fallen victim. And I know I shouldn't smoke so much, but I do with the crew every day on the average about over five. I'm lucky to be alive and surprised. I won't realize the code after I lost my best friend. Ooh, give me some more flavor. It's the Untitled Podcast.